Hello, everybody. I'm Bryce. You are getting ready to listen to Fink Compétent with Josh and Bryce. Hope you're ready for this, because I know we weren't. Three, two, one. We're live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of this year. Episode three. Of Van Compétant with Bryce and Josh. Once again, thank you for joining us. Although I can't see why. Yeah, I'm <laughs> never prepared. We do nothing but drink. But we're doing it, as you can see, uh, or you can't hear, but you can see we're doing it during the day today. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to work tonight. So we'll be more zoned in, I think. Semi-coherent. Semi-coherent. But we're still going to do a shot to start off, as always. Yes. From our, from our sponsors at Jameson. <laughs> come on, guys. Come through. Mm, Jameson. <laughs> Every bottle's a little different. The bottle variance on Jameson is insane. Insane. Might be a fruit day today with that Jameson shot. Doesn't taste like bananas. A little bit though. Is it a fruit day? Uh, I don't know. Check Let me your... see. Let me check my little calendar. <clears throat> no, it's a leaf day. It's a leaf day. Speaking of leaves, why are we speaking about the leaves? The maple leaves. Like the hockey team? Yeah. <clears throat> I want to talk about oh, this okay. goalie. David Ayers. We're sport. We're sports uh, podcast. <laughs> no, now. but it's it's a pretty unbelievable thing. I like sports. You like sports. I like sports. Uh, have you heard about this? No. You haven't heard about this? No. Oh, I'm about to blow your mind. So I don't want hockey. So so in the NHL, yeah, you've got two goalies on each team, mm-hmm. but then each team has an emergency backup goalie. Okay. So God forbid both goalies get injured. There's a guy who's just there. That isn't part of your team. He's not on your payroll. He's actually employed by the, like, whatever home team you're playing at. Right. So the Carolina Hurricanes are playing in Toronto, or Maple Leaf Gardens, or the Rogers Center, whatever you want to call it. Oh, okay. Both their goalies get injured midway through the second period. They're winning 4 1. Both the Hurricanes goalies? Both Hurricanes goalies. So that means they got a guy who's just some guy. Who's the emergency backup goalie? He's the Zamboni driver for the Toronto Marlies. 42, 42 years old, named David Ares or Ares. Goes into the game, right? 42 year old guy. Rudy story. He's never played in the <laughs> NHL. He plays in like a garage pickup league, probably with his buddies twice a week. Amazing. Now he's in. They're up 4 1. Okay, so it's like, you gotta imagine, like, this guy's not like a junior goalie or like, it's, it's, it's like, some guy. Yeah. Going in against Austin Matthews. Right. And John Tavares. <clears throat> so it goes in. Obviously, Carolina changes their game plan a little bit. Long story short, so. they end up <laughs> winning the game 6-3. So this guy wins, has a, has a win in the NHL. <laughs> so there was a, a story last year, I think it was, where a guy came in, in uh, halfway through the third period for the Blackhawks, and he won. And that was like a feel-good story. But... What I think is it doesn't count as a win for him because he only played... You have to play more than half right. the game. Exactly. This guy played more than... So it's like the first ever actual win for an emergency goalie. For a... Oh, wow. So two things. A, poor Leafs. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, if you're a Leafs fan, you're like, dude, like, your buddy's dad was in Nets exactly. and you still fucking lost. Yeah. Like, it'd be like, okay, hey, we're going to have the NHL players against NHL players... But you're going to have a, a random dude in nets, but we'll give you a three-goal lead. I would still take those <laughs> odds that the Leafs would win. 
Because just step across the red line and shoot the puck. Yeah, exactly. Just just start just fire, shooting. Just shooting from anywhere. Yeah. Because everyone there shoots so hard and fast. Oh, yeah. Just shoot. You, you, they lose the game. So this guy's never played any sort of... <clears throat> I, he, I think he probably played like junior. Junior. Right? Oh, maybe, okay, yeah. maybe Maybe played... Maybe like East Coast League situation. I don't know. Right. But he's 42, which means he hasn't played probably for seven years if he played until oh, he's yeah. 35. Right. And it ain't like he's training every day to be the back. He's the Zamboni driver. Yeah, he just loves hockey. Yeah. So he gets paid 500 bucks to go in. Fucking crushes the Leafs. Beats the <laughs> Leafs. Um, so, you know, feel good story. First star of the game, of course. Yeah. You know, they got video of him in the room, all the players like shooting water all over him. And <laughs> they, they all like went in their pocket. I think they paid him like a couple extra thousand bucks. Like, oh yeah, like, oh, that's you know. amazing. And this guy's been on, like, he's been on the Today Show. He was on Stephen Colbert. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole big thing. That's crazy. Yeah, he had like a, an appendix replacement or a spleen <laughs> replacement or a, I don't know, but his mom gave him in the Today Show and they got his mom on the line. He's crying. It's a whole, it's a feel good story. So anyways, we didn't have that written down, but I just wanted to mention that. It's a great story. That's crazy. <clears throat> um, yeah, just hilarious. Like David Ayers? David Ayers, Ayers, yeah. So it's just like, imagine like you're there, and they have one every game, right? So there's always a guy there. There's always got, an emergency. Yeah, goal. he's got his gear. You're never going to play. No. The odds of two goalies getting injured in a game, the odds of one goalie getting injured is low enough. Well, yeah. Both goalies getting injured in midway through the second? Right. And this guy goes in, lights out, makes like 12 saves or whatever. Yeah. You make one save, you're happy. Yeah. <laughs> and he like, he went in and like they, the Leafs scored two quick goals right away because right. he's not an NHL goalie. He wasn't ready. He's like, like, with, like <laughs> probably didn't have time to stretch. Yeah, exactly. There's no, it's not like, you know, there's not like, it's not like a pitcher. There's no warm up. Like they don't get to go and like do the banana and shoot pucks on them to get them loose. Right. You just got to go into the NHL. Yeah. He drove, drove the Zamboni and, yeah. at halftime. And... Yeah. <laughs> halftime. It's periods, Bryce. Come on. I'm sorry. It's been a while. NHL. Um, so yeah, I wanted to mention, mention that about the Leaf, the Leafs, the Leaf Day and. Leaf Day? My poor father in law, a Leafs fan. I spoke to him about it. He just kind of bowed his head shook and his head. shook his head. And I mean, like, I'm a Habs fan, of course, being from Montreal. And we're virtually out of the playoffs. I think we lost again last night to Vancouver. It's like yeah, our, like when the uh, season started, you guys were out of the playoffs. Yeah, no, we were doing okay. We, had, we, we, were, like, we were still in it up until about two weeks ago, I'd say. I think we've oh, lost okay. four games where we were up by three goals. And we've come back. And they, the other team's come back and beat us. Yeah. So we're done. But uh, we didn't lose a game to a... Emergency goalie, a so street hockey goalie. In my opinion, that's a win I for mean, the season. Sounds like the Mighty Ducks. It's probably going to be a Disney movie. <clears throat> oh, it'll be a movie for sure. Yeah, it'll be like yeah, like his whole life story. Rudy. What else is going to be Rudy? <laughs> it's probably the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> the greatest movie ever made. Rudy. You think? Uh, I love that. Like if that movie's on TV, you think it's better than uh, like in terms of sports movies? A sports movie. Like, are you talking about, like, like an actual good movie or, like, a cult classic, like Youngblood, which is the worst depiction of hockey? Right. Maybe maybe even worse than The Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks is a fantastic movie. It is, but, like, you, you can't... You do a movie about hockey for American kids who already don't know a lot about hockey. Right. And they're like, oh, this is hockey. You're like, no, the goalie can't come and sh- <laughs> shoot. There are rules. There are rules. You can't, you can't like... 
there was just random changes and like you can't lasso kids together. You can't do that. No. And when in Mighty Ducks two, when Canada loses to Trinidad and Tobago, for which for some reason has a team in the junior hockey championships, and they face off against Iceland because they must be good at hockey because it's a land of ice. Right. What well, is the worst? Right. It should have been Canada. Yeah. And so Team America, Team USA. 79% of the kids come from a small town in Minnesota. Those are all the best kids. Yeah. Because they're almost Canadian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Team Canada loses like 6-2 to Trinidad and Tobago. Round robin. <laughs> so that's a terrible depiction of hockey. What about, uh, <clears throat> what is it, Miracle with Kurt Russell? Uh, I don't think I've seen it, but what I would imagine it being is a good movie, but also like... Like, you know, it's like, it's hard to make a movie where America's the underdog. Mm. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, that's very hard. It's, it's tough. Yeah. Because, yeah, they're the underdog in hockey, but like, it's still the U.S. They still have an infinite amount of money. Right. For yeah. their, for their athletes. Right, exactly. <clears throat> you know what I mean? They should make a curling movie. Yeah. They curling. Would, they suck at that. Yeah. But like if they if they if they came out next year or next Olympics and we're really good at curling, it'd be like, oh, that's crazy. But like, they had training. <laughs> it's not Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> it's not Trinidad and Tobago beating Canada at the Olympics. Right. Exactly. Or or I don't know, like or Canada making it to the World Cup in soccer. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess it'd be, we have we have some money, but not as much as you the can, U.S. puts into. You can back your mic off oh. a bit. You're getting I'm too. Like, I'm, too I'm getting too really fucking loud. Too excited here. <laughs> okay. We should have a glass of wine. Yes. Let's get the secateurs. Secateur from uh, the Baden Horse family wines from Swartland in South Africa. Um, so if you can see the label, you might actually be pretty familiar with this wine. Um, it's a pretty readily available wine um, in, in a lot of places that I've been in, in North America, like wine stores and restaurants and stuff. Um, so we are talking about a biodynamic wine from South Africa from the Baden Horse family. So it's biodynamic. Yeah, but they don't have any certification. It have any certification. No. But they're like they're 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 biodynamic. They use spontaneous fermentation. They use, you know, uh, indigenous yeasts. Um, no pesticides, no herbicides. I don't know how much they're they're um, following the biodynamic calendar. Um, but they're definitely in that kind of, kind of realm. Um, and it's a third generation winemaking family, but it's the first generation where they have their own vineyard, I believe. So is Abby Badenhorst or Abby Badenhorst. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but he's the guy. It's him and his brother or his cousin who make the wine. Mm-hmm. Um, so their fathers and grandfathers worked together making wine in South Africa, but not in their own vineyard mm-hmm. or their own <clears throat> company. Yeah. So they have their own company. And by all accounts, this guy is a pretty um, big character, um, a really kind of like a pioneer for this style of winemaking in uh, Swartland or in South Africa. Like everyone kind of knows this guy. Oh, okay. Uh, his wines are really, really great. Uh, they're, they're affordable. They have two lines. One is like I think the Baden Horse family line. This is the Secateur, which is kind of like their, their entry level, if you will. Right. Um, Secateur, Secateur, like the pruning shears you used to. Oh, that's what that means. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's what those are. I saw the pruning shears. Yeah, those those are called secateurs. Secateur, secateur, secateur. Yeah, Um, secateur. So so we have uh, at Homestead their 
they're red and they're white. We have the Chenin Blanc for the white, 2017. And then we have um, the Syrah Saint-Saul Grenache blend from 2015, I believe, for, for our red. So great little wines. I think we have them for about $60 on our list. Um, so we're looking at probably, you know, $25, $30 retail. Yeah. Um, and just like great, great quality. Uh, they're always, they're always good. It's got good packaging too. And it looks very like, <clears throat> it reminds me of like Germany or. Yeah. Yeah. It's like very like, I don't know, just the bottle feels like German wines typically are going to be like more tall. Oh, the bottle sleek. shape. Yeah. So this is more of a, I would say it's more of a, like a, a burgundy style bottle. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know if we have any burgundy, but like this is typically no more, more of a burgundy style bottle. Yeah. And then Bordeaux is the ones that's like high with the higher shoulder. Oh, okay. Yeah. So oh, like, okay. you know, so like the file fast. So why do they, what, like, why does the bottle shape matter? Or I does have, it? I have no, I don't think it matters. I don't think it changes the wine or anything. Uh, I do know that burgundy bottles are way harder to stack. <laughs> uh, on top of each other and like like kind of higher end Alsatian or German bottles never fit in anybody's cellar right like because right. they're way too tall so they're like, like you really can't close the fridge and... yeah yeah. but those are slick those are fun to pour out of too because you can almost like stand across the room <laughs> and pour the wine for people yeah yeah they're just they're, they're slick so yeah um, but 100% uh, Chenin Blanc I, like this wine is great Oh, it's kind of floral, kind of fruity. Mm-hmm. It's very fruity. Very acidic. Mm-hmm. Well, or check with your second sip because it's our first, your first glass of wine today. Yes. Although we did, we did cleanse our palate with Jameson. Yeah, we had a classic Jameson. <clears throat> As as you start all tastings, you start all tastings with Jameson. I'm Jameson. Re- <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I pointed at the bottle and smiled. We're gonna start your uh, birthday next week with Jameson shots on. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. It's a tasting. <clears throat> We're gonna probably do quite a few Jameson shots for my birthday next week. Um, and I like this wine's kind of rich too, right? Like it's it's acidic, but it's got like a good texture to it. Um. Just a great wine. It's a good segue wine too, especially for people that maybe aren't into like a bit more kind of weirder, you know, like. I mean, it's not weird at all. It's me. not. It's super conventional, um, but it's biodynamic and it's a great, like I said, it's a great, if someone comes in and is used to drinking like something that's mass produced and full of sugar and like whatever. California. Yeah. Like this is yeah, not Ontario. It's <laughs> anything, anything, not France. Um, this is a great, a great wine that that's like kind of like a starting point between maybe wines that I like to drink. And then yeah. wines that, that people, oh, they've only had access to like, you know, kind of more mass produced stuff. Um, this is not a mass produced wine, of course, um, but it's a good kickoff point. It's a good place to start a conversation. This is a great wine. Oh, yeah. I love this wine. Mm. Oh, man. You never sit down, like, I never sit down and, like, really get really into this think wine. about wine? Like well, no, this like wine? this wine, yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah. So how did you come upon <clears throat> this wine? Um, I've I've had it before. I've had it for, for years. I've never 
had it at the uh, on the on the list here or imported it. Um, they're they're like I said, they don't really need me to import their one yeah. to Saskatchewan. They're they're doing fine. Um, but we got it through our friends in Tri- uh, Trialto, um, and I, I saw it on their on their list that they gave me for wines import. And I was like, oh man, like that's it's such a good, especially a place like this where most of our wines are selfish wines for me, right? Right. So we we do want to get people into wine, so. We do need these kind of Segway wines mm-hmm. um, that allow allow people to to kind of relax a little bit and be like, "Hey, try this." Like, right. not everything we have is super weird. Um, this is a great wine. This is not expensive. Uh, it's delicious, but it's also made in the same way that the wines I like are made in. Right. Right. So it's yeah, it's it's just lovely. Nothing nothing bad to say about it. Nothing honestly. bad to say about honestly, it. Honestly, yeah, it's great. Secateur, Wolf's General Store. Get out there. Oh, they have it at Wolf's? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we yeah we bring this in um, through through Trialto. Oh, okay. So and, but I think, like, you, they've also had it. Um, I swear I've seen uh, it. At, yeah, like, a Bar Willow's had it before. Yeah. When it was Willow, it was kind of a Bar Willow. They've had it before. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if other restaurants have, have had it on the list before, even in even in Regina or, or Saskatoon. Um, great. Great wine. Like this is the kind of thing where it's like, you know, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you have this as opposed to like something that's going to cost the same? That's right. Trash. Well, buy this instead. Yeah, that's how I feel. Most people should go, but yeah, it's like it's like the it's like the the azimut cereal cava. Yeah. Why isn't that everyone's house cava? It's the same price it's, as Fresne and Lamarca, and it's. Way better. Way better. And it's made by a family, mm-hmm. made by real people, buying grapes from another real farmer. Right. For a livable, they buy it off him for a livable wage. It's one thing that surprises me about like the prairies and um, Regina specifically <clears throat> is that there isn't more of a, like, let's support these small winemakers mm-hmm. that are making really good i mean affordable wine why there's and that goes across any business in the city uh, yeah there's a huge lack of support for local businesses here mm-hmm. it's wild that's the reason why we have so many chain restaurants yeah right it's like it, it, <clears throat> i don't know people are more interested in saving two bucks than than supporting mm-hmm. a local a local shop right you know i think i think saskatoon does a way better job than us at that do you think that's the like the city, or do you think? I think it's the city. I think it's the culture, the, right? It's like the people, it's the of people. The city. I mean, Regina is a is a government town, right? It's very much, yeah. Like it's very much that. Um, it, it's it's a different mentality, I think. Mm. Um, it's Saskatoon's got a bit more of like, yeah, like let's support local. I guess I'm a bit more of like quote unquote hippie vibe, if you want to call it that. Oh yeah, definitely. Right, like it's more into the arts, and they support like you know, arts and, and whatever. And that's, I mean, there's a reason why we don't get that many concerts or Anything. why the <laughs> Saskatoon is the jazz fest they have or the folk fest they have. They have the jazz festival. Yeah. They had the roots a couple years ago. Oh yeah. They had uh, big boy from yeah, podcast. Like amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Actually, I think they were there the same year. Yeah. You get blue rodeo. Fuck. <laughs> no offense to Blue Rodeo, I love Blue Rodeo, but like, but you're not big boy. You're, you're not, not big boy. You're not the roots. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Oh big boy. Oh big boy. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. I don't know what was I going to talk about here. Just going over my list. Saskatoon. Well, we could talk about we could talk about uh, speak a segue of Azimut into uh, Assis's father is right. coming to town. Assis's father is coming yeah. to town. Yeah, Ferenc uh, is going to be in uh, Regina the second week of April. So Ferenc Suriel, the patriarch of the Suriel family. So does he? Is he still like? Because I know I don't know if if anybody has listened before, but Assis is like he gets up at like. The crack of fucking dawn. Yeah. And like three people do the entire harvest and it's it's a lot of work. These guys are insane. Yeah. And- Assis is a is a robot. Uh, but that's Assis. Like Pow, you remember Pow who came yeah, here? Yeah. Pow's much more chill. Mm. Pow comes in and runs a tasting room. Mm. He gets like two tour groups and then he's done for the day. <laughs> that's Pau. Assis has like three babies hanging off him and oh, he's like yeah. on four computers. Yeah. But that's just Assis's nature. Like Assis, I've never met someone like that. I could, I, I implore anybody to try and keep up with this guy. We got He's up at three a.m. Takes a whole grape shipment by himself. Gets it all going. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like doing, like literally doing the work of four people, with babies strapped to him. Oh yeah. In the best mood all the time. It's just always happy. When I got there, when I was there in in September, I get there, picks me up at the airport. I was, I was a little bit hungover from the night before. I was in San Sebastian. And, oh, yeah. And, and had some friends with... I had some fun with some friends I met uh, there. They're from Chicago. Uh, they were just Dave and Lauren. They were super, super cool people. Dave and Lauren. Dave and Lauren, shout out. Um, and uh, <clears throat> he picks me up. We go. We drive, you know, the 40 minutes to, to Penedes. And we get there. And he's like, okay, we're going to go for a tour. And like now we're on a bike. We're biking through the vi- the vineyard, like You're like exercise. It's, it's not like it's, it's not paved, right? It's like <laughs> dirt and clay. And then we go pick up his kids at the daycare. And now we're just things strapped onto the back of our bikes, and we're driving the kids back. And it's all, it's just hills all over the place. I'm dying. It's 150 <laughs> degrees, and I brought a hat. My hat was like not a good. It's hot not a bike hat. hat. No, it was a, like a like like a full wool hat i wore yeah it's dying anyways and it sees like that's just he's never stops that's his day yeah so his dad um i imagine now Assis runs the show right but Ferenc is still the the patriarch so when i was there we went to go pick up uh, an amphora from this guy this guy called carl larg i'm probably not saying his name correct this guy lives up in the mountains Oh, he's near his house. Oh, yeah. Lives by himself in a mountain. His house is built into the side of the mountain. It's like a 1,400-year-old house. That's so dope. It's crazy. <laughs> um, and this guy makes amphoras. And, like, his amphoras are world-renowned. What? So yeah. what's an amphora? Just for it's like a, um, me like a big, everybody else. Like a, big, <laughs> a big clay pot, basically, oh, okay. that, you would, that you would store wine in. So a oh, lot of okay. younger winemakers will use it. Um, a, you can use it for 100 years. It's easy to clean. It's affordable. You don't got to buy new oak every year, mm. and it um, it like breathes differently than than wood would, let's say. Right. And um, it's good because it doesn't take any like the wine doesn't take any um, structure or, or flavor from the vessel, right? It's just like right. It's a bit more so a, a pure old grape world flavor. stainless steel. Yeah, but like old 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 old. old, old yeah, it's old, like old. so like it's Roman. Like you know when they watch yeah. the movies, they have those big clay pots. That's an amphora. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. This guy lives in the mountains and he lives on clay and he just makes these amphoras. That's and so he's like, dope. The, he's the chill. Like, he's like, 
You know when you meet someone, you're like, I'm not a man. <laughs> this yeah. is a man. All the time. This is a man. <laughs> <laughs> I know that all the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. So, uh, yeah, we went there and, you know, it was a good, we, we, we took a, a truck. And it's always like, I remember that I only had a Wi-Fi in a very, very, like literally, you know, kind of a, a, a four by four foot radius next to the room I was staying in, like down the stairs at, at their winery. So I was talking to, to Leslie and... You know, they were like, oh, you're going to go with Fidens to get this M4. I'm like, for sure. Like, I'm not going to miss out on that. And I hadn't really gotten a chance to speak to Leslie for a couple of days because the Wi-Fi had been so spotty. Right. <clears throat> and the time difference. And she goes, well, when will you be able to call me back? And I said, well, the M4 place is about 20 minutes from here. We got to put it in the van. So, but it's Spain. So it could be two hours or 10 hours. Right. So we were gone for eight hours because we go to the guy's house <laughs> and him and Frenz are speaking Catalan and we're, you know, now we're, we're inspecting the Amphora that this guy does by hand and it's on a pallet and I'm playing with his dog because he has this amazing German Shepherd and now we're standing around and they're looking at it, going, touching it and being like, okay, cool. Discussing Good. what grape they're gonna they're gonna use for it because they haven't used Amphora yet. Mm. It's the first time they're doing it, and they're laughing, and I'm looking at it like, like my car broke down and I pop the hood and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> anything is. Like oh, if it's hot. not the windshield washer blew it out, I'm fucked. Right. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So you know we and then okay we we talk and we're, okay thank you so much it's loaded up. And then Carl goes, uh, do you want to see where I make the amphoras? Like, yeah, of course. Of course we do. So we go into his shop and he's got all these amphoras and these little, like, you know, it's like a, like that movie Ghost, the spinning wheel. <laughs> he's got these giant amphoras. He builds them from, from the bottom up and he gives us a tour of that. And everyone, it's, it's very like philosophical, right? Everything, you ask a question, then people really think about it. They really answer the question. Right. And then we go, thank you so much. Shake hands. We're about to leave, and he goes, "Well, do you want to see the kiln? Do you want to see where I heat these things up?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want to, I want to see everything. It's got to be huge. It's huge. So it's like it's like a walk-in fridge, and there was one in there, and it's over a thousand degrees in there, and it's like you can kind of peek through a little hole. And we're talking about that and the fire and how he does it, and then uh, oh, thank you so much. Go to shake his hand. And he's like, "You you know, I have I have some vines. You want to go?" You want to go see my vines? I go, yeah, <laughs> of course. It's all clay soil. So it's like up on a hill. Like it's up in the mountains. And like he's got to be like 600 meter elevation, I think. And we go down. He makes Macabeo. We check the, we show the vines, right? It's like an hour. We're going toward the vines. Mm -hmm. And he's telling us about, you know, he does biodynamic wine and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> go back up to the house. Thank you so much. And he goes, well, do you want to? You want to come taste some of my wine? <laughs> Fuck yeah, of course, man. Like I want the full experience. Don't so ask, we, just yeah, take so me. Go into this man's house built into the side of a mountain and start tasting his his wine. And so one of the wines went through like it's a faulted wine, but like in today's day, like I tasted it and I'm like, this is delicious. It's like cool, right? I can taste this. I, I can sell this. Yeah. It went through a second fermentation in the bottle, so it's kind of sparkling, and it tasted like honeycomb and hazelnuts. And he's like, well, you know, 
in the taste the year after. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll UPS it I'll, back to me. I don't know. I'll buy it. So I actually have some of his wine coming in. I have one case of one vintage and one case of the, of the other one. Oh. But it was hard to get his wine in. I had to be creative with that. Not in a bad way. Everyone still made all their money they needed to make. Um, but he doesn't have a phone or right. the internet. Exactly. Right? So it's like like the, when I was dealing with Claude Courtois the first time. Like we like did I show you the email? No. So we used to he used to write me a letter, hand write me a letter. <laughs> I can see where this is going. Right. So it's like I mean it's it's hard enough like getting things organized through Monopoly and with winemakers and the language barrier and pricing and, yeah. and delivery and shipment and all this stuff with email. So th- I'm writing letters to this man by hand. By hand. And like it'll be like he would me back and be like, oh, the price on this wine is off by 0.5 euros. I'm like, okay, so then I got to email the Monopoly, get a price change, right. get a copy of the PO, print it out, and then write a letter <laughs> and fucking mail it to this internationally. man. Internationally. <laughs> with a stamp and everything. And then he responds to me and is like, also... They're 12 packs, not six packs. So it's like, it took me three years to get in this guy's wine. So it was like one thing at a time he would it's, correct you on. and Yeah, I'm like, please make sure there's no more errors on here. Right. But So, <clears throat> so Carl's kind of the same deal where, where he's like, uh, he's like, I mean, you know, in Canada, most of the provinces are monopolies. So it's, these guys don't understand. No. Like, they're like, we'll just take the wine back with you. Like, why can't you just take the wine and sell it? I'm like, oh, you don't understand. Like, our government has to make an insane amount of money on it before we right. can sell it and they're like well why i'm like i don't know free healthcare. <laughs> no, 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 no. we got hospitals and roads right someone's got to pay for it yeah um syntax yeah or like when it's i remember when it was here he was here with his daughter paula she must have been just over a year old and we went to you know we were here we were in alberta and we go into we went, made a reservation at a restaurant but they didn't allow kids they had a tavern license whatever it is oh yeah and I remember like, oh, I see, we can't, you know, we can't go here. They, they can't have kids. And he's like, what do you mean? What do, what do people do with their children? And I'm like, well, they have like a different license. He's like, do they think we're going to give our baby alcohol? <laughs> do they think it's their, f- yeah, exactly. What do they think? Do they think that like, are they responsible for our, like they don't understand. Right. Right. And we went out for dinner like 930 with this one and a half year old. And people are like, she should be. In, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's none of your fucking business. That's what people one. think. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. When I was in Spain, we went for dinner with Paula and then uh, Assis's two twin babies who were, I think, just about a year. And Paula's going to be like four now. And we went to dinner in, um, uh, I don't remember the name of the town, but Assis's wife, Nuria, her hometown. And we sat down for dinner at 10 p.m. Chill. Had dinner. You know, it's food comes out. When it comes out, it's all tapas. And, and then it's, now it's. 11.45, and then we went for ice cream at 11.45. This is like a Wednesday, by the way. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Middle of the week. Middle of the week. We go for ice cream, and we're in this town square of like this, you know, super, super old town, and there's kids yeah. everywhere yeah. just playing. Yeah. In 11, September midnight. at that. September, yeah. Just playing. Midnight. Eat ice cream. I'm like, this is the best. <laughs> this is the best. This is the best. This is how life should be. This is how life should be. Yeah. And then Assis is going to wake up and an hour and do all the shit do nine people's work yeah 
So anyways, Ferenc He's coming. is going to be here. Um, Patriarch of the family. We went to get this M4 from, from this guy, Carl. And uh, we brought it back, and they still weren't sure what grape they were going oh, okay. to use to age an amphora. There was a big discussion, you know, and we're just, we're all standing around for like an hour. And I mean, I don't have any input on And you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing the chin <laughs> rub and my arms are crossed. I'm part of this. <laughs> shaking my head. And I'm like, oh no, I'm just agreeing with, with Fidenz, whatever he says. I'm like, I agree with that. <laughs> but the, but what we did know was that Fidenz was going to choose what, oh. like it was like his little project, right? Right. So, I'm actually interested to ask him what they decided to do. I think they went with Pateada, but I'm, I'm interested to see what they decided to do with the M4. So how many of the like wines are like friends? Like that's... Um, I don't think any of them. Not anymore? No, no. It's all Assis. Assis really took that that family's company and has expanded it oh, okay. worldwide. Uh, understands more the, the business side of things, right? Like the... Like, you still gotta, you still gotta make money. Yeah, <clears throat> you still gotta pay. Assis has a lot of good plans for his winery uh, to expand it, um, and he wants to do it all himself. He wants to be able to, like, you know, pay for everything himself. So yeah, um, he's he's done an unbelievable job, and their wines are just, just fantastic, just crazy, right? Super good. Um, so yeah, he'll be here 9th, 10th, eleventh of April, I believe. But I'm gonna try and organize an event in Saskatoon with them, which will be super cool for all of our Saskatoon listeners. After we just shit all over our city and said how awesome <laughs> yours was, come to the event. Um, it's the only <laughs> awesome thing happening in Regina. For the for the month of April. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then football season starts. I got my season tickets. And you got your season tickets. I'm gonna get them. My mother bought me season tickets for my birthday because I'm a 12 year old boy, and she still wants to buy me a birthday present, which is crazy. It's either that or she just, she just sends me money. My grandma still sends me money. Yeah, but that's like $15. That's fine. Yeah. And she doesn't know. And I never cash the checks. Yeah. She's probably half out of her mind. Doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right? <clears throat> My mom's still all there. Your mom's still all there. Yeah. She's just sending you. She sends me money. She e-transfers me money. So, like, um, have you heard, like, the coronavirus obviously is... Like like a like it's almost over in Mexico. Yeah, that one. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you hear about coronavirus? China? You heard about coronavirus? Did you hear about Corona China? No, get, gonna... get them to change it to the Bud Light virus. Really? <laughs> yeah, they made, they made a tweet about that. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love that too. Um, yeah, I've heard about the coronavirus. Apparently, um, it's really starting to affect. Apparently, it's a big a big deal. Yeah, it's affecting the Asian markets uh, big time. Hardcore. Um, so China, especially. Um, is a huge buyer. I think they actually might be the biggest buyer of wine in the world now. Yeah, of like luxury wine. Yeah, like China, you know, China will buy, they started buying like Bordeaux, like the big boy Future Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Future Bordeaux, like 10 yeah. years in advance. Yeah. And then they just started buying the wineries. They're like, fuck it. Let's just buy the whole winery. Right, exactly. Um, and then that kind of is trickling down into to Burgundy a bit more. But yeah, with this, with the coronavirus, I mean, it's a huge impact on the livelihood of of winemakers. And frankly, for you know the little penguins and the and the apothecaries of the world, I could give a fuck. 
Right. Um, you're, they'll be fine. Like the major players, they don't. I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's like it's like being sad for McDonald's that, mm-hmm. oh, no, they can't sell Big Macs in China. Fuck you. They'll right. be fine. Exactly. Um, but for the for the actual farmers, for the actual real winemakers, um, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. It's your biggest market. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shutting shutting its doors for God knows how long. So, well, I heard they push back the like they have some like huge international drink, like liquor festival that was supposed to go on in March, mm-hmm. and they've postponed it indefinitely. Yeah. Oh, it's and it's like that's the kind of thing where if you're a, a winemaker or you, or you sell wine or you know, export or whatever, you know, you go there that can, that can make or break your year. Oh, easily, right? right? You make the right connections there. Or the right person comes and tries your product and likes it, you're set, right? It's like to put in perspective for people around here. It'd be like, it'd be like all of a sudden the keg or Earl's is like, hey, can we buy one of your wines for all of our restaurants? You're like, yeah, right, exactly. That's ten times what I was going to sell last year mm-hmm. in one shot. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's a big deal. It's but a big deal. I also don't want to get coronavirus. Now, I don't know a whole lot about coronavirus. Me either. I think it's a flu. Mm. Right? From what I read today, it's like, it's a flu. It's like, flu, it's like, like trying symptoms. to contain a flu, like a worldwide flu, but 2% of the people who die, who get it, will die. Will die. Yeah. Regardless so it's like, of age? Uh, I don't know about regardless of age. That. I think like it's really bad for older people or people that have like immune deficiencies or, or, or kids for sure. Um, I mean, us being a picture of health, we're fine. Oh yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but um, we drink enough Jameson that we could kill anything. Yeah, that's what you you know you just rub that on your gums. <laughs> exactly. You get coronavirus. Jameson <laughs> fighting coronavirus. <laughs> Cured coronavirus. <laughs> They're for sure gonna sponsor us. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. You see how I shook my head no first. <laughs> Um, we, only got, we, we all have JB in the background there. Yeah, the well, yeah, we got a, a JMB. Uh, well, our delivery guy brought the wrong, the wrong <laughs> Scotch whiskey. That's gonna stay there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Anyways, I do not like that. Jameson, <laughs> better than JMB. How many Jameson spots? How many Jameson spots can we get in? Uh, yeah, um, no, I I think that's crazy that the coronavirus is well it's not crazy but i mean like you know it'll affect i mean it's probably affecting how many different markets Mm -hmm. with with you know you're you're shutting down transport and travel between china and the rest of the world right they make and buy lots of stuff yeah and they've had like three thousand deaths or something like that. yeah oh yeah yeah you know yeah now i i do i like i don't know anything about disease i do find it interesting though like I went because I was like, "Wow, that's crazy!" Like three thousand deaths. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That sounds like insane. Yeah. Now, if you look at the twenty nineteen like flu deaths, mm-hmm. it's like seventy thousand mm-hmm. last year. There's lots of people in China. It's like four point nine million people got it. Like the yeah. regular flu. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. But I think the problem is like this is like like a I don't know. It's like a new one, or it's like yeah. the way it spreads. I don't know anything about disease either. Me neither. Um, but. Here's my here's my conspiracy theory. What's your <laughs> <clears throat> Whenever something like this happens, I always feel like it's it's. I'm not saying it's not real. I think it's real. I think oh, yes. it's, people are dying. It's not not a, a joke. But also, 
in the media, it's like it's almost like they're dangling like keys over here. Yeah, because something's going on over here they don't want us to see. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when something like this happens, or like something like a huge story hits, you always got to read like page twelve of the newspaper. Right. And it's like, oh, by the way, they just passed all these laws. Democratic like primaries. just stopping for black people randomly <laughs> oh, on the street. Yeah, You're like, right? well, at least I don't have coronavirus. Like, no, this is really bad. But yeah. you know, it's not on the front page, so that's yeah. my that's my conspiracy theory. That's your of the day. conspiracy theory. <clears throat> that's my Jameson conspiracy theory of the day. <laughs> by we'll Jameson. get one, right? One. They'll be like, oh, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. And then they'll phone us. Hey, can you guys <laughs> please stop drinking our drink and mentioning us on your stupid podcast? Maybe they'll pay us not to. Cease and desist letter from Jameson. Oh, you want to hear a crazy cease and desist? Yeah. Okay. So there was a guy on the internet who uh, decided to 3D print his own Croc gloves. So they uh, look wait, like Crocs. On. But are they have those been invented or he invented these things? No, he invented them. Okay. He made them look like Crocs yeah. and they were gloves. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not selling them. I'm not. He's like, I just made them because I thought it was fucking ridiculous. Hilarious. Yeah. Right. And he has them in like a glass box in his house. Crocs sent him a cease and desist. That's when you know you've made it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd be so proud. I'd be so happy. Like um, I was talking to... Um, my buddy AJ, who's used to like, he's he just moved to um, Victoria to open up the Leo, the, the Leopolds out there. Oh, okay. So he was like kind of like the GM for all the Leopolds here in Regina, and they got a cease and desist order from, I think it was like Taco Bell, <laughs> like about Taco Tuesdays. Like you cannot, Fuck like off. we own Taco Tuesday. I, forget, I I don't remember who it was, but it was like someone was like, you cannot promote it as Taco Tuesday, right? Taco so, Day. Yeah, like you can be like, oh, Tuesdays for tacos or whatever, but like, right. and they were just kind of like, you know, it's like, you know, you can't really battle a company like that. They've got an infinite amount of money. I was like, that's when you know you made it, man. Like, if they're scared of you, yeah, in Regina, like if Taco Bell is being like, hey, watch out for these guys. Watch out, watch out for this sit down restaurant selling tacos. They're slanging tacos <laughs> at this at this pub in Regina, Saskatchewan. Oh, yeah, be careful in Calgary. And Calgary and Winnipeg. And Winnipeg. And Saskatoon. Soon to be Victoria. And Victoria. Hopefully we didn't spoil <clears throat> anything. <laughs> no, no, no. I saw it on the Instagram. Oh, okay. On the oh, Facebook. Okay. Yeah, that they're they're I think they're I think they're hiring actually. Oh. Yeah. Go to their uh, Instagram and sign up. Our old chef our old cook Matt is heading out that way, so maybe he'll go work at Leo's in Victoria. <laughs> yeah. There you go, Matt. Good job for you. Don't go work at Ubuntu, go work at Go work in Victoria yeah, Island. Exactly. At Leopold's. I used to live there. Really? Yeah, I grew up. I spent two years there when I was much younger, obviously. I was like... I've never been. You've never been to Victoria Island? No, I heard it's beautiful. It's, yeah, it's great. Like they're, they're, they're like planting their gardens right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got attacked by a swan. That's what I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. So I, I, I used to work at um, this restaurant, Park. Well, Willow. Oh, oh, okay, right? yeah. And uh, one day I go in and my old boss, Dave, is just kind of, you know, kind of staring out the window, having a sip of coffee and like looking out and like, you know, it's beautiful, you know, the lake and, mm-hmm. and I go, oh, wow, like the sun's shining in. I'm like, wow, Dave's really taking in this view, you know, it was early in the morning and I got there and I say, what are you looking at? And he goes, just watching this kid about to get attacked by a goose. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this little kid, Right. And his parents are filming. 
Oh, they're and watching him. They're watching. They're filming this. it, and they're laughing. And he's chasing this goose with a stick. Now the, the, the family were were not from Canada, right? They were either you know newly to Canada, right? Um, I would imagine they had never had an experience with a goose before, because you would know that you don't fuck with geese. No, you fucking run. You run. And this kid's chasing this goose around with a stick, and it's hissing at him, and it's. Uh. And they're filming, and I remember David just sitting there like, I'm about to watch this kid get attacked by a goose. <laughs> this goose is going to give this kid stitches. Oh, yeah. This goose is going to teach this kid a lesson. And his parents are going to have it on film. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, that's really funny because that was like one of the first things we talked about on this podcast. What's that? Getting attacked by a goose? We were going to go hunt <clears throat> geese because there's no limit on snow geese. We're gonna, me and you are going to go hunt? <laughs> Trap. <laughs> Trap We're going to trap, trap geese. I don't know how to shoot a gun. I, I never shot a gun. Have you shot a gun? No. I never shot a gun. I thought you I fired a blank uh, shotgun at, uh, at someone's cabin once before mm. I moved here. Oh, wow. Yeah. How did that feel? It's intense. Yeah? It's like a, it's like a kick. A like real kick back. back. Uh, and we just, I just shot it into the air. It was like, what was a blank? Didn't shoot anything in particular? No. I shot at I shot the moon. I don't know if there's like a stronger kickback with real bullets, but yeah, what we 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 can't go hunting. You remember how we would die? You remember how you were talking about when you meet people and you're like, "That's a man." That's a man. We're not. No one we're has ever. Not. We've never been in a situation where someone's met us and been like, those "I'm guys, not a man." Those I guys. think I think it's the opposite. Oh yeah, definitely. People think people meet us and they go home and like change their tire. Oh yeah, work on the engine. <laughs> like how, how much more manly can I? Yeah, be? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go clean out the. The, the the you know the the traps in my house. I mean, all they have to do is grease the door hinges, and they'll be more manly than us. Anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> Greg, our chef, and his wife Leah, they're in they're in Florida right now. Yep. And they were driving yesterday, and they're they sent us a picture. They had a flat tire. Yeah, I saw that. And I remember thinking, like, I don't even know who to call. Like, I think I'd have to call nine one one and be like, I, it's not emergency, but like, who do I call? <laughs> who do I call to come and help me with this flat tire? Like, is it a tow truck? Do you have a number for the tow truck? Right. What do I do? What do I do? I have no idea what to do. You have no idea? What, <clears throat> no you idea. never changed a tire? Never. What? Dude, I only have... I bought my first car when I, I was 29 so. years old. I guess so. That's I only, crazy. I only got my license when I was 25. That's crazy. I changed the fuck out of a bike tire, though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, too bad you can't bike to work here. You, you can. Actually, I don't even... Know. Could you bike from my house to work here? Oh, yeah. Like down to Cinnaboya. Yeah. But um, be a little weedy. there's no like, like sidewalks. There's no sidewalks. Or... I told you one time I tried to walk. We used to live over here. I tried to walk to get my car. I left my car at, uh, what's that bar, that country bar there? I think it's closed now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's it called? Uh... It's I... like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah, the big country bar. The big one. And, um, one dude neither. Or no, it's Vic. on. It's on Vic. Yeah, on yeah. Vic. Yeah. yeah, I think it's called that. And I tried to walk to get my car. I left my car there because I was drinking, and it took me an hour. It was a beautiful day. It took me an hour until I gave up because I you walked. Gave up. I what? <laughs> I'm like, I remember walking past the Home Depot and the sidewalk just stops. I'm like, am I meant to just walk on the highway? There's no lights. <laughs> you know, and like I'd be yeah. driving and be like, look at these idiots walking on the highway, and I'm like, oh, they probably just have to do that because there's that's no sidewalk. A, that's the only. Yeah. You're walking the ditch. Yeah. You have to have a car here. You have to have a you car You have here. to. I tried to take public transportation when I moved here. 
Three bus transfers to get from here to the Willow. Yeah, that's insane, hey? It's a seven-minute drive. Yeah. It took me an hour and a half to get to work on the pub. Like, it's madness. Yeah. Madness. Ugh. Man. Throw that in with, like, the cold? Oh, yeah. Like, in the <clears throat> winter, like, you're fucked. You're fucked. Non-heated bus shelters? Non-heated bus shelters. Buses just don't show up? Oh. You gotta wait another 40 minutes constantly. for them? And then you get on the bus, and the people riding the bus are fantastic people they're great people they're great people they probably love jameson it's uh, that's when you gotta wear your headphones <laughs> even if you're not listening to anything head down don't make eye contact with anybody right because they're gonna come talk to you because they are definitely gonna come talk and what are you gonna do you're gonna get off the bus N- no because it's minus 40 yeah you'll die yeah even in march yeah someone just showed up it's Oliver. It's Oliver. Yeah. Early. 1.30. Good kid. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, yeah. I mean, I No one ever gets here before me. No one ever gets here? Ever? <laughs> no, that's not true. Everybody gets here before you. No. No, I'm joking. I'd say I'm here most of the time before everybody else. Well, we did talk about my trip to South Africa. Right. <clears throat> yeah. I went to I South mean, Africa. We were gonna, I was going to bring you yeah. eventually. <clears throat> um, so I've been there. Uh, and you, you said you wanted to go. Uh, I which I would highly recommend. Africa. It's uh, it's an unbelievably beautiful country. Um, it is, um, you know, I've never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. It's like the people are amazing. Um, the the level of wealth versus poverty living side by side is incredible. Right. Like there's no there's not like really like oh don't go to this part of town you can stay here like it's it's all mixed together. Oh, weird. It's crazy. And um, I'm not going to lie. It's like uh, it's one of the most dangerous countries in the world, of course. Right. Johannesburg, where I spent most of my time, is one of the most dangerous cities on earth. Um, but the people that you meet are so lovely. And it's like it's like a 25-year-old country, essentially, right? Apartheid yeah. fell and everyone went, cool. Now what do we do? Yeah. Right? Like we it's like this brand new thing. So everybody wants it to be something. They're just kind of figuring out what that is. Right. It's still so young. Yeah. And, and when, when apartheid fell, you have people from all the other countries in, in Africa being like, Hey, let's like that place has money. Let's go there and get a job and have a nice life. Well, yeah, of course you're going to have money when you, you're built off slavery. Oh yeah. If you don't pay your employees, your overhead goes way down. I mean, it's a great business model. Great business model, <laughs> right? Um, but you have all these people that kind of rushed in, and then, like, you know, the, there's no jobs. There's no nothing. So you have, I think it's like a 60% unemployment rate Holy smokes. In, in Johannesburg. But I will say this. Very few beggars. Oh. But people that are, like, um, they'll sell you fruit every stoplight you go to. They're so going to wash your car. Uh, one guy, um, you know, he's got a garbage bag. And it's like, hey, you got any garbage in your car? Like, I'll take it. Give it to me, right? A little coffee cup, whatever. And you flip the guy, you know, 20 rand, which is like two cents Canadian. Right? <laughs> so it's nothing. Um, so, and it, people were so resilient there. And it's like, there was a guy I saw. He was on a, like a piece of wood with, with four like shopping cart wheels, basically. Mm-hmm. And he had um, a six foot high 
garbage bags full of bottles and cans that he was going to return. It's like serious business there, right? And the guy's going down the bus lane on this cart next to the highway, and he's just flicking the tires. <laughs> That's how he's steering the fucking thing. And he's going like 20 kilometers an hour down this hill. And I'm like, I'm not a man. That's a man. That's a man. You know what I mean? Like resilient, resilient. And like people that have an insane amount of money living next to third world poverty. Right. It's wild. Like it's wild. It's beautiful. Yeah. Shacks. And like went to Cape Town too. Cape Town's a little bit kind of more touristy. Um, It's separated from like Yoburg's pretty far in. Oh, it's, I mean, we flew, we flew from Johannesburg to to Cape Town. Cape Town is to this day, probably the most beautiful place I've ever been. It's hmm. two oceans meeting. There's Table Mountain in the background. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. Everybody who lives there is the best looking person I've ever seen in my life. It's crazy. It sounds like every other country. <clears throat> yeah. Other than yeah. Canada. It's uh it's no, it's it's a pretty amazing place and great wine scene. And you know, what I love about South Africa is you drive from the airport in Cape Town especially. So you drive from the airport, it's about a twenty five minute drive into Cape Town proper, like Cape Town downtown. But when you drive by, you have you drive by a place called uh, I think it's called Kailitsa, which is one of these. Um, they're like unregulated settlements, essentially. Oh, okay. Right. So, so it's like, really a, like a, a shanty town, town, but yeah. But there's two hundred thousand people who live in the shanty town. Right. So you have like you know kind of like projects where it's like you know low subsidy houses. And the people who can actually afford that live there, but then people who can't afford or there's not enough, they just kind of build around that. You just build whatever. The and it's like, I mean, it's, you know, there's more people that live in the Shanktown than they do in Regina. Yeah. And it's just like this, it's like this miles and miles of like, you know, just kind of propped up houses. Mm-hmm. And they, they have their own kind of policing. They have their own kind of government in there. Um, it's oh in the shanty town. in the shanty town because it's like the police, you know, they don't go there. You're not gonna call like they won't call the police, but if like if they do, it's like it's pretty dangerous for police to go in there. So right. they kind of like let them do their own thing until something really major happens, and the police are like, okay, we gotta go and suit up. Go gotta, yeah, suit up. <laughs> Good luck. But um, you do have like these tour groups that go in, and and you know you can go and see the. The lives and like, I mean, I guess they make cash that way. Right? Yeah. And so much of you is like, all oh, these poor people and whatever, but I feel like they're looking at us going, oh, these poor people as well. Like you're on your phone and you're stressed out and they're like, Hey man, today I'm going to make dinner for my family. Exactly. I mean, Good. like the, the more money that you tend to have, the more stressed out you tend to be. Just like Biggie said. Just like Biggie said. More money, more problems. More money, more problems. Right? Like but I, I love the you drive by this town. Yeah. And then you go into Cape Town, which is gorgeous. But oh, they don't have like a wall built or like there's no like <laughs> like what they did with Trump. They, you know, they're building walls to hide yeah. these like sh- like slums in India. Exactly. He wouldn't know what it is anyways. Oh. He loves walls. I don't even think he could see that far. <laughs> yeah. Fucking orange. <laughs> Too much tan. Was, I, was, I was watching eyeballs. Trevor Noah, or was it, was it Trevor Noah or Stephen Colbert, and they're like, because people in India apparently love Trump. And he's like, well, of course, it has. his skin looks exactly like Tikka Masala. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, because he's there visiting. What's his name? That, uh, Bob, Go- Goldie Bob or Goldie? Yeah, there's a, that's a huge thing too. Yeah. Like super anti-Muslim movement going on there. Yeah, um, and like raid out in front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like rallies and nationalist you, parties, and the world is a is a scary place right place right now. You've got coronavirus. Yep, you've got. Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, and then close behind him, you got Bernie Sanders. Love me some Bernie. <laughs> Love me some Bernie. The socialist. Love it. The exact opposite of Trump. Love him. And I loved him um, the last presidential race. Yeah. And here's why I love Bernie Sanders. You ask him a question, and he answers the question. Right. Yeah. There's no runaround. There's no, like, what was it? Um, someone asked him a question last time when he was, there was like, it was like, you know, the primaries, whatever it's called. Yeah. Right before they nominated Hillary. And it was like, you know, you've said this in the past. Uh, is that really what you believe? And he's like, yes. <laughs> Not like, well, that's an interesting question. You've got to break it down on the three part. And then, like, you know, they yeah. just run around and you have more questions than, than the first one you asked. He's just like, yep, that yeah. is correct. He gives you the answers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he's an he's, interesting fella. And I love he went him. on Killer Mike, so. And Killer Mike loved Bernie Sanders. Killer Mike loves Bernie. Oh, God. He's the coolest dude. Yeah. Killer Mike or Bernie Sanders? Both. Yes. I like Killer Mike. And I love that uh, after that interview, like toward the end, um, they agreed on a lot of stuff. Yeah. But Killer Mike was like, oh, but I'm not, giving, I'm not giving up my guns. Like, there's no way I'm giving up my guns. Right. And Bernie was like, why? He's like, because I don't trust the police. F- fair ball, man. I mean, hey, I, yeah. Hey, I don't know what it's like to be a black guy in the States, but if I was, I imagine that I would have some protection for myself and yeah. my family. I feel I feel yeah. like it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Do you think he's going to win? Uh, I think he's going to win the primaries. You know, I, I feel like conspiracy number two. Mm. I feel like no matter what, like the, the person who's going to be chosen has already been chosen. Um, so what do you think it is? <clears throat> you think it's Michael Bloomberg? I think it'll be Bloomberg just because he has a gajillion dollars. Um... Yeah, he's a. Uh, he spent five hundred million dollars. No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's stop and frisk. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like he's got yeah. a lot of like real shady. Well, not shady. Like I, it's not that I don't think people can like be. He's he's a, he's a rich. Shit, he's a but he's a rich white, white billionaire. I mean, what what do you? How do you? You don't know what's going on. You don't live in the right. real world. Is that what you need to defeat a rich orange billionaire? I think you need Bernie. You think? Everyone loves the guy. But he's so far left. <laughs> Who cares? I do agree. I, like, I'm, yeah. I'm just really, I'm just kind of pushing mm-hmm. I do think he's probably the, uh, this is weird. He's the front runner right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's the front runner. And I think he'll, he has probably the best chance out of all the Democratic candidates. I agree. I 100% agree. And I would love to see him win and just see what he does. Just come in and stir shit up. Well, I, d- I don't know how quickly he can stir shit up. Like, that's my other thing. Because you still got Mitch McConnell in there. Yeah, what you is, got... What is Turk and Nick? I mean, that's the whole point of democracy, right? You can't just go and fucking destroy everything in four years. Well, apparently you can. Because look what happened in the last four years. <laughs> you just blow shit up. I mean, yeah. Trump started the coronavirus. You heard it here first. Fact. <laughs> Sorry, Jameson fact number one for the day. <laughs> Jameson fact number one. Oh, man. Man, we touched on a lot of shit today. Yeah. How, how long have we been going for? 
Uh, almost an hour. We got one more thing we can talk about. What is that? I don't know. Oh. I haven't really decided yet. So uh, I guess we'll <clears throat> circle back to um, Aziz's dad's coming. Yes. So friends will be here. Uh, we'll do an event with him probably Thursday and Friday. And what will uh, that look like? Um, it'll it'll look like the events we've done in the past. We'll probably do a a Catalan inspired mm-hmm. meal, or maybe actually we'll do like our food with him. And what we love to do instead of having, you know, the when we have winemakers in town, having them come out and talk to the whole room is fine, but it's not really our style here. So we just stagger reservations. You can come in and, and reserve, and we'll, we'll we'll post about that on social media. Um, and, you know, he'll come by your table and talk to you one-on-one at yeah. least once throughout the meal, which is like more of a personal touch, I think. Mm-hmm. Like we know enough about the mm-hmm. wine to tell you about the wine. Just, I mean, I don't know. It's nice to shake the guy's hand who literally made the wine that you're right. drinking. So, and fingers crossed, <clears throat> we spoke to our friends today and the wine is supposed to arrive March 9th. Oh, yes. Yes. We give them a month leeway. So hopefully. Yeah. We'll and we're gonna, and we got the, the new vintage of the uh, Sondrak, which I'm super excited about. It's delicious. So which? What vintage? It'd be 2015. Oh, wow. Um, and the Brisat, which what they call orange wine. They made a full-on oh. orange wine with the Pateada. You know the kissy face wine we have there? They made it as an orange wine, this vintage. Um, it is unreal. As far unreal, just in terms of wine, or in terms of wine, orange wine, orange wine. It's any wine, fantastic. So when I was in Spain, um, the first day, there's kind of like 15 different wineries at this place, and I saw Pau and I waved to him, but I didn't want to go over there first because I've had their wines and I know how good their wines are. So I kind of made my way around and went halfway to them, and tasted some wines. There's some good wines and some not so good wines and some and some great wines and some wines that I like that I wouldn't be able to sell and blah 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 blah. Right. And then I got to the cereal table. And started trying their wines, and I was like, oh, man, like, fuck you guys. These are so much better than everybody else's <laughs> wine. <clears throat> and then I tried the orange wine for the first time, and, man, you know, I had just arrived in Spain the day before. Yeah. So, so wine always tastes better when you're there. But uh, I drank uh, that, that tasting we did with the Cease, that, that mm-hmm. one-minute video we did. Um, it was not crazy was, looking. Yeah. Like, just even from the video. Yeah, that had been open for a couple days. It so, so it won't cool be that dark. Looking. But it's, man, it is good. It is, I think that the Pateada grape has the, the same potential to make fantastic orange wine as, like, as like a Pinot Grigio or like a oh, Ribola okay. Giallo. Like I think it has the what it takes to make it really, really interesting. Um, oh yeah, I'm ex- I'm so excited to get it. I bought I think like ten cases of it. Well, and like thank um, you, Art. I think orange wine is really oh, it's, start it's to taken take off. off. I mean, when I was in Saskatoon a couple weeks ago, you know, all the all the restaurants we went to, like kind of the hip restaurants, whatever. Um, a lot of them had you know, orange wine on there, like the Southbrook orange wine from Niagara. Right. Um, so the, the, it's, it's, it's hitting Saskatchewan. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've had it here since we opened, uh, and I've had orange wine available through Wolves for it's just, five years. It's, just, it's so, <laughs> but it's coming. It's weird people and people don't really know what it is. Yeah. It's, um, it's, I mean, in a broad sense, it's basically a white wine that's kind of made like an orange wine. Um, uh, so like it's a, a red, you mean. A, a, a red wine. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's made like it's, an orange it's, it's wine. Made like an, it's an orange wine. It's an orange wine. In a broad sense, it's an orange wine. Yeah, they don't um, use oranges. <clears throat> yes, it's not made from oranges. Common misconception. 
Um, I feel like that was a real branding like misstep in terms of calling well, it orange wine. But... Yeah, but I mean, it's called different things in different countries, right? Like Brisat, oh, okay. they call it Brisat in in um, in Catalan. Oh, okay. Which I think means like it's more like the color. That's what it's, it's the color of it kind of looks orange. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, like the people make an orange wine for you know, especially in that kind of Slovenian. That feels Italian like more border. like a natural wine style for yeah. like white grapes, right? I mean, like, if you're, you know, 150 years ago, everyone makes their own wine. I'm not peeling fucking grapes. I'm not, I'm not taking the juice off the skins. Yeah, what do shit. I care? Because it's going to look cloudy and weird? It's just for me and my family. It's all going in the same place. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun to pair food with. Um, it's it, and they're super super interesting wines. There's some real bad ones. So like, like this would be much easier to pair food with than an orange wine, um, or is it just? I don't know if it's easier. I would say I think that we've had this kind of wine in in you know recent wine society hmm. longer, so we have yeah. more pairings. Um, I think that orange wine is pretty versatile, though. Yeah. Right, because it does have structure. It does have tannin. Yeah. Um. So you're kind of like it's like a new little little niche kind of area. Right. That like we do ours with our like a bratwurst sausage and then like our kimchi and arugula salad with caramelized apple. So with like the orange a wine is like sweet and the well, kind of goes more it goes with like it's you know it's for me with like orange wine and kimchi for me is like a super amazing pairing. Why? I, what what makes like I, well what the hell else would you pair with kimchi? I don't know. Probably a Sirtico or Grünerwaldliner, which is, you know, goes with everything. Right, exactly. Um, I don't know. It's just like it. It has. I feel like I feel <clears throat> like you'd, you'd pair like a, like something like that was left on the lees, like very like bready, with a kimchi. But I don't really have like a good. I don't know. Like reference for any of like this a buttery. Like that's what, but that's just me. And, yeah. I feel like you need like you need some sweetness. You need some richness. You need the sweetness to cut through the acid. The spice. The spice. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, kimchi yeah. is more like good, like good sour. counter, like a good counter counterbalance to it. Yeah, um, that's why you do like like a, like a gewürztraminer or like a sweeter riesling with like Indian food or like Thai food mm. it goes really well. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I can't wait to get it. I can't wait for you to try it. It's like, uh, yeah, so delicious. I saw those videos and I was like, that's so fucking <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, you know, that's in their property. So yeah, when Florence comes, uh, fingers crossed that we, that we have it, Yep. Um, which we should. And uh, we brought in like, we brought in their vintage Cava again, 2016 is coming. Um, and then we, I, I brought in only Magnums of Sundrack. <laughs> yeah, it's my new thing. Like if someone has Magnums, I'm like, I'm just buying Magnums. Then. I'm just buying mags. Yeah. That's going to come here too, right? Like. Like, right after orange wine, people are like... Why not buy a Magnum? Honestly, like, you, like... Come on, the four of us aren't going to have two bottles of wine? Oh, I think I think that is one thing that really has really started to uh, happen in Regina and Saskatoon, where people are really figuring out that, yeah, it's way fucking cheaper to buy a bottle of fucking wine. Yeah. Yeah, Just like... fucking <clears throat> taste it and like, buy it. For us, we sell mostly wines by the glass, well, of course, it's going to be more expensive. If you took, yeah. you know, we have a wine, we get five glasses out of a bottle of wine. So if the wine's $50, I'm going to charge you $12 a glass. Yeah. These are restaurant tips, by the way. Yeah. Buy the bottle. Buy the bottle. Taste it, because they will let you taste it. 
Yeah. Be like, hey, I want to try that. And it also opens up your options to a, a lot more. Because, yeah. well, I mean, we'll open pretty much anything by the glass, but I guess I'm not going to have 15 reds open by the glass. No, we're, not, we're not a big enough restaurant to do that. But you can order any bottle you want. And if you don't finish it, you can take take it home with you, which is also a crazy thing. But Is that legal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can put the cork back in and go home with it. Yeah. See, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, that's like, you know, if you come and, like... I'm just always just... I just got to finish it. Well, people ask me all the time, do they go, how long is a bottle of wine? Like, if you put the cork back in, will it last, like, two, three days? I'm like, I don't understand the question. <laughs> I've never had that happen. Yeah. Uh, don't you... Maybe? Like, don't you drink it? Do you drink the whole thing? Or you drink it in two days? Like, yeah. if you don't have any friends or a wife or a husband. Yeah, if you're by yourself. If you're by yourself, you can have half a bottle, no problem. But, like, what do you... Like, you're just going to have a glass? That's crazy to me. What does that even That's mean? why people like box wine here. Yeah. Right? But the thing is, you can get, like, we have access to some of our wines that come in, in the called bibs or bag and box. Yeah. 20 liters. I'd love to get them for here for like a house wine because they last two weeks. But when you break it down, the it ends up, when you bring it in through the mm. channels, it ends up costing more per bottle than it would just to get the bottle in. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the, the markup structure changes when it's in a box. When it's 20 liters in a box? Yeah. That's why you're getting mags. Magnums, you know, magnums, when I first started in the industry, were cheaper than two bottles of wine together because they were so hard to sell, and now it's more expensive. So if a bottle of wine's 20 bucks, a magnum's like 48. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, because everyone wants to drink magnums now. They're so cool. They're so cool. You go to a restaurant... And there's a table with a magnum on the table. You're like, I'll be friends with those guys. Do we have any magnums of like cava and shit coming in? I do. Yeah. Because that's even cooler. Yeah. Saber them. Saber them. Well, we have one. Oh, there's no lavers. Well, they're all up there. The saber. We haven't sa- we haven't sabered a bottle here in a long time. Leah did while you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, well, good. Like, like, let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. <clears throat> That's a good one. Hour ten. Uh, I'll save some more for hour, next week. Hour ten. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh my god! Look how many. Everybody wants to talk to you right my now. My phone. Boom. Blowing up. All right, back to work, everybody. All right. Thanks for joining us for this episode, episode three or four or whatever it is. Uh, Call three point two zero. Three point two zero. Like third episode of twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And we will see you next week. Can we call this episode Bud Light Virus? Bud Light, I'll put Bud Light Virus on the okay. episode. <laughs> and this one will be released very fast because Josh didn't say anything insane. Yeah, beautiful. No, no, uh, no editing required. Don't say anything now. <laughs> Thank you, Jameson, for, uh, for, sponsoring. Your, for, for sponsoring our episode. Future episodes of Incompetent. <clears throat> Yeah, right. and thank you to Abby Bottenhorst and the Bottenhorst family for making this delicious wine. Yes. Um, so come on down and check it out or head out to Wolf's General. Grab Wolf's, yourself a bottle. Wolf's General, uh, soon to be brand new MiraWine.ca.com relaunch. Are we gonna, is that what's going to be? It's going to be .ca.com? Well, I want .com back. I can get it. Yeah, we'll get okay, it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But soon to be a new website for everybody in Saskatoon and Regina. Yeah. Working out some cool details in the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram at Vincompetent, at Marijuana, at Homestead Bar, YQR. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it.
<laughs> follow us on that, James. Follow us. Look at it. They'll be posting this video for sure.